Hello and welcome to the Property Investing Australia podcast, where we'll be covering the right way to invest in property without taking the unnecessary risks, how to manage your money, and how to build the right mindset so that you can achieve your financial and wealth building goals. I'm your host, Nero Dambi Pillay. an absolute beginner when it comes to investing in property. Maybe you've never invested before and this is now your first investment property that you're looking to get or maybe you have bought something in the past but you would still consider yourself a a beginner and you now want to know well how do you build a property portfolio fast? Well and if so this is the episode for you. Hi my name's Nero. I'm a buyer's agent and the founder of Investment Rise. And today I want to share five steps that you need to follow if you want to build a property portfolio fast, especially during these times when interest rates are rising and there's a lot of doom and gloom in the media. So five steps to go through. Let's begin with step one, which is where do you start? Now, let me tell you where I don't think you should start. And that's trying to find the best hotspot to, to buy, okay? Because too many people will try and sell you on, on the location, on the infrastructure, on all sorts of things, okay? But that's not where you start, okay? And you definitely don't start with the property. In fact, if anything, if you take nothing away from today, I want you to take away this one message, which is this. When it comes to investing in property, it's not about the property first. It's about the property last. Okay, so you don't start with the location. You don't start with the property. What do you start with? You start with you, right? If you are serious about building a property portfolio, you need to get clear on you. And what in particular do you need to get clear on? Well, number one, you wanna know what are your goals? What are you trying to, to do? What are you trying to achieve through investing in property? Okay, so. I recently spoke to, to a new client uh, of, of ours and their goal, they're a young family, is not necessarily build passive income and retire early. They love what they do. They have moved to an, a, a regional area and they have the lifestyle that they're after. So they just want to build up a solid portfolio with a, a few assets so they will have more options in the future, whether it's to help their children out or whatever the case happens to be. Okay, I have other clients who are sort of 10 years um, before they retire and they don't have enough in in super and they really need to get some assets fast so that they can supplement their uh, superannuation when it comes time to retire, okay? So get clear on what it is you're trying to do when it comes to investing in property because that will really go a long way to ensuring you buy the right types of property. So get clear on your goals firstly. Secondly, and this might seem pretty obvious, but you want to know what's your borrowing capacity, right? What are you able to afford as from a perspective of how much the bank will lend you? Now, of course, if you've got a significant borrowing capacity, that does not mean that you're going to just max that out on your first property, okay? But you want to know, well, what's your borrowing capacity so that you know how much you can afford because that'll help you, again, target the right areas and the right type of property. Then number three, when it comes to getting clear on you, is to get clear on your constraints. All right, now, what do I mean by that? Well, you need to understand, well, and be really honest with yourself here because only you can, can uh, get, get clear on this and answer this is, what are your limitations, okay? Is it time, for example? 
Is it knowledge or uh, ex expertise? Is it relationships with, with, with agents? Is it an understanding of the whole property buying process? What are your constraints and limitations? All right. We recently had a client sign up with our buyer's agent services and they said they thought they could buy an investment property on, on their own and they spent the last eight months searching and looking and all they've ended up with is a headache, confusion and missed opportunity. All right, because they started to realize that there are so many markets around the country and how do you find the right areas on, on your own and especially if you're a time poor person. Okay, So they realized that if they got clear on this upfront, they could have got into the market so much earlier all right, and avoided the, the stress and the headaches and the missed opportunity that it's cost them. All right? So get clear on your constraints. Once you're then clear on that, and this is something I really don't see too many others are talking about, is what's your risk profile, your appetite for, for risk. Okay, Are you someone who's very conservative, you're low risk, so you just want to buy a property in a good location and see it rise in, in, in value? Okay, or are you someone who's a bit more uh, ag aggressive? You have a higher risk appetite, and you're looking to do more active strategies. So definitely get clear on you first and foremost. You are the most important part of your property investing journey. Step two, which is what is the right strategy for you? Okay, now. When it comes to strategy, there are a few things that you need to, to consider. As I said earlier on, if you're time poor, uh, if you don't want to get involved in you know, more active work because you know, you're busy enough as it is, you're probably going to look for a more passive strategy. Okay? But sure, when you're looking at a passive strategy though, there are some other things to consider. Number one, let's say you have a borrowing capacity of, for example, a million bucks. Well, should you buy one property for a million dollars? Or should you buy two properties for $500,000? First question. Second question. Should you be focusing on capital growth? Or should you focus on cash flow? Now, to help you answer those questions, let's have a look at a, a scenario where you may be, say, looking at a property for $500,000. Okay? So, $500,000 price. Okay, 500K. Now, Let's say you're going to use a 10% deposit. Uh, you're happy to pay loan, mortgage insurance, um, etc. Okay, um, so your deposit D plus C, deposit plus costs, is going to be about $65,000. Okay, now if you're going to buy a, a property for say $500,000, okay, the question is, well, should you focus on buying a property that's really strong in capital growth or really strong in, in cash flow? Okay, now the positive cash flow guys are going to tell you go cash flow all the time. Don't worry about capital growth. It's cash flow you need. That's what's going to give you passive income, etc. Okay, then you've got your capital growth guys will tell you no, 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 no. Don't worry about positive cash flow. It's all about capital growth. It's all about buying a property in a good blue chip location, having it rise in value, and making a good chunk of change. Okay, now which way do you go? All right. Well, let me sh hopefully share some insights that will help you decide what's right for you. Okay, Again, nothing I'm sharing here is, is advice. This is general information. You need to consider your own uh, personal uh, goals and constraints. And that's why I said step one in your investing journey when you're trying to build a property portfolio is to get clear on you on those, and those few things that I went through. Okay, So here we go. You're buying a property for $500,000. You're putting in $65,000. Okay, now. Let's say this property okay, is a really good quality property and let's say it is positive cash flow by $1,000 a month. All right? 
Now, that's some pretty good cash flow, right? So I'm talking not, that's not the rental return, I'm talking about the after all expenses, interest rates and everything else, you're earning $1,000 a month. Now, of course, it's a hypothetical scenario, but it's $1,000 a month, okay? Now, is that a good deal? Well, the cash flow guys will say, yes, it is, absolutely, okay? But here's the thing. What if you have focused so heavily on cash flow that you've ended up buying in a location which has very little, if any, capital growth potential, okay? And yes, of course, now, at the moment, many regional locations are really strong and doing very, very well. But there are some regional locations where you're getting really strong cash flow, but prices haven't moved for, for years, okay? So what if you decide to target one of those areas because you want the cash flow, okay? The question then is, well, what's your goal, okay? Maybe you wanna, um, say, get $5,000 a month in positive cash flow. Okay, so that means that you're gonna have, based on this, you need five lots of these properties, right? Okay, because if each one is giving you $1,000 a month and you want a positive cash flow, passive income of, of five grand, well, you need five lots of these, okay? Now, yes, rents are going to, to rise, okay? but. Either way, you're gonna need a few more of these, okay? Let's say maybe you don't need five of these, maybe you need four, okay, of, of these properties, okay? Great. The question is, if this property isn't rising in value, how are you gonna keep coming up with the $65,000 that you need, okay? Most people are not in a position where they can keep saving $65,000 to then buy a, a property, okay? Number one. Now, of course, you might say, yeah, but I've got lots of equity. Well, in that situation, maybe this might be what you wanna, wanna, wanna do, okay? But again, what I would say is that you really wanna consider whether this is right for you because what if there is a change in that, in, in those, that location or those similar locations? There's an economic change, whatever happens to be the case, and all of a sudden, you're not getting that kind of uh, cash flow, okay? Maybe this property isn't gonna be rented all, all the time for whatever reason, okay? When you're not getting capital growth, number one, you're in a scenario where, well, if this property things change for you, your situation change, etc., you can't really sell this, you know, or at least not without making a loss, okay? Because remember when you buy a property, especially in this scenario that we're looking at, you've got loan mortgage insurance, uh, you've got a stamp duty, wh whatever your other purchase costs are, right? So generally speaking, you need a property to rise in value by about 5% before you get, you can get your money back, okay? So in other words, I'm saying this property here would go, have to go from 500,000 to about 525, okay? So if you sell it at 525, you could then pay you know, your agent's fees and you could then get your money back from stamp duty, et cetera, okay? And if you buy a property that gives you virtually zero capital growth, well then how are you gonna build this property portfolio, okay? So that's the challenge when you compromise capital growth to go just for positive cash flow. Okay, but on the flip side, what if instead of say, you know, buying this kind of um, property, let's say that you instead go, okay, I'm not gonna uh, worry about cash flow. I'm just gonna go for pure capital growth, okay? I'm gonna buy what, you know, so many people tell me online to buy a blue chip property. Let's say I pay $800,000, okay? And I'm gonna have it, have it rise in, in value. Awesome. Let's say it rises in value. Say it goes up 50% in the next few years. It's now worth $1.2 million, okay? Awesome, right? It certainly uh, is a, what many would consider to be a successful investment because it's risen in value. However, if this is so far negatively cash flowed, 
okay, as many of these so-called blue chip locations are, all right? You may say, I've got so much equity here, the bank's gonna lend me. And the biggest error people make is they think that just because they have equity, the bank will lend them money to buy another investment property. Not true. They will look at your cash flow, they will look at your, uh, your income and expenses, all, all of that. And if they think that your property portfolio is too far negative, that's it. They won't lend you any more money. And if the bank doesn't lend you any more money, that's curtains for you when you're looking to build a property portfolio. Okay, so therefore, what should you look at? If positive cash flow is gonna mean you're gonna run out of money or not be able to you know, build a portfolio as fast as you want to, and focusing just on capital growth means that that could also end up stunting you, your ability to uh, build a property portfolio, what should you do? Okay, well, here's what I would recommend. Okay, number one, be clear on what cash flow profile you need to buy a property at when you're getting started, all right? So what do I mean by that? Well, when you're doing your numbers and you wanna work out well, what's affordable, you might say, okay, I can buy a property that's 300 bucks negative per, per month, or no, I need a property to be at least cash flow neutral, even 50 bucks positive a month based on uh, your current uh, income and expenses, okay? Get clear on what you need to start. Okay, now I'm talking about this as to, from a starting per position. Okay, why? Because once you know what cash flow profile you need, okay, you can then go and target the locations where you can get properties that match that cash flow profile. Okay, so if it's 300 bucks uh, negative or 100 bucks positive or whatever the case happens to, to be. Okay, but what you then focus on is once you've got the cash flow profile right, you focus on the capital growth drivers. Okay, because here's the thing. Again, if we look at a property here for say $500,000, okay, $500,000. And let's just say that for argument's sake, that says $500,000, okay, that the property is positive cash flow. Well, actually, no, let's go negative cash flow here to, to illustrate this even better. Let's say it's negative cash flow by $300 a month, which you think is affordable for you right now, okay? However, once you know this, your strategy then <laughs> is to ensure that you're finding the location where you believe the prices are going to rise and rents are going to rise. So that this property that's negative 300 bucks today, maybe in 18 months, maybe in three years, whatever you think the timeframes are based on your research, it can go from being negative $300 a month to maybe positive $200 a month because you've bought an area where there's massive undersupply of rentals and rents are rising because demand is so much higher than supply, all right? Then if you've also found a location where prices are rising as well, so maybe this property then goes from 500K to say 750K, what have you just done? You found a property that's giving you capital growth and although it may have started off slightly negative, it's now positive cash flow, giving you that passive income that you're after when you're looking to build a property portfolio, plus giving you equity here, which you can then use to go and buy property number two, okay? That's how you build a property portfolio because the key thing is, when it comes to investing in property, you need to understand that every property you buy 
has to be a stepping stone to the next one. Okay, and that can only happen if you're buying in a market where rents are rising and where you expect capital growth to happen as well. Okay, so people often say, well, you can't get positive cash flow and capital growth, right? Well, you can on a property, but not always at the start. And that's okay if it's affordable for you. On the flip side, if for example, you need a property that's at least neutral or positive cash flow, fine, of say 50 bucks a, a month, okay? You're not gonna retire off, off that, okay? But the key thing is you found a property for say $500,000, but it's not impacting on your lifestyle right now. And if rents are rising and prices are, are rising, eventually maybe this becomes positive $300 per month and goes from $500,000 to $750,000, okay? That's what you wanna look at when you're trying to understand, well, am I going for capital growth or, or cash flow, okay? It's not an either or, neither is it as many people say, oh, you just gotta, you gotta find the perfect location where you get both every single time, okay? If you need that, yes, they are available, but they are, you're gonna to have to compromise on something somewhere, okay? But if you have the ability to go somewhat slightly negative or you know, essentially neutral cash flow, so it doesn't impact on your lifestyle now, then you're buying a property that's gonna give you that cash flow in the future. As you, hopefully you can see that nothing I'm sharing here is about get rich quick, okay? This is about get rich safely according to a proven plan, okay? And so once you understand the type of properties that you wanna look for to build a property portfolio, then the question of, well, should I go for a million dollar property or a $500,000 property, doesn't really matter. What you wanna do is focus on A-grade properties, okay? Don't think that, oh, I'm gonna get two cheapies and compromise on quality and get two B-grade properties. Focus on the quality of each purchase. Make sure it meets this criteria of got good capital growth drivers and rising rents, and then you're gonna build your property portfolio faster. So then we look at step three is, well, where do you buy? Where do you find these kinds of properties, okay? Now, I've spoken about what capital growth drivers you need to focus on in, in the past, so feel free to go through past episodes. But here's one thing I'll tell you. Focus on locations which have strong demand from owner-occupiers or you expect will have strong demand from owner-occupiers, okay? Now, owner-occupiers, people who are going to move and live in that particular area, okay? Because as property investors, we don't create capital growth, okay? What we do is we ride on the coattails of owner-occupiers who are buying in a location uh, to, to live there. That is gonna create demand, and especially if that demand is higher than supply, well, odds are prices are going to rise. But the second thing, when you focus on locations that have high demand from owner-occupiers, is that it means that the number of available properties to rent is rapidly shrinking. That means that when you go in as an investor to buy a, a property, odds are there's gonna be significant demand from a rental perspective as, as well, okay? So you're buying a property that's in high demand from owner-occupiers in a location that's in high demand from owner-occupiers where there's an undersupply of properties to, to rent, where then you can get your property rented quickly and where rents are going to rise. Okay, and then the last two steps. Step four, pay the right price. Now, this might seem very obvious, okay? But to, in order to pay the right price, there's two things you need to know. Number one, once you've found the right locations, you need to understand 
What's market value, right? What is a four bedroom, two bathroom house? What's the market value of that kind of house in that particular market versus maybe a three bedroom house? What about land size? What about proximity to schools? Does that change market value at all? Okay, you need to really be clear on the market value so that you know what to pay, so that you don't overpay, and more importantly, you can then try and negotiate a deal. Okay, do not think that what the agent is listing the property for, that's market value. Okay, it could easily be below what the market is actually willing to pay because they're trying to get more buyers. Sometimes they might be listing it above market value to try and get maybe an interstate investor who's trying to do all their research on their own and you know, will, will pay uh, too, too much, okay? So be clear on market value. And here's another tip is that in the current market conditions, if you wanna buy a property at, at market value or if you can't under market value to, to give yourself a, you know, a head start. So for example, we recently bought a property for a client. Market value for this property based on similar sales right now was $740,000 we bought it for $699,000, okay? Because we understood uh, the motivation about the, the vendor, we had good relationships with agents in the area, and so we were able to target the right property for, for our client, okay? So by doing that now, our client is 40 grand uh, ahead, okay? So you wanna see if you can get something under market value. And therefore, if that's your goal, you don't wanna buy something that needs to be built especially in 2022 and going into 2023, because with the current market conditions, construction costs have risen so much that if you're gonna buy a property that needs to be built, you're gonna to have to pay a significant premium, okay? So again, coming back to our example of $500,000 properties, if you're gonna buy something where the market value is $500,000, but a brand new property might cost you $600,000, so yeah, 20% above market value, guess what? If you pay $600,000 and market value is 500, You've got to wait for the market to catch up to you and then go onwards before you're going to get any sort of capital growth, okay? Now, odds are though that if the market doesn't come up, you may have to sell the property at a loss or just hold on and hope and pray. But whatever happens, it's going to slow you down from building a property portfolio, okay? So definitely right now, ensure that you know, you're buying established properties. And then finally, step five. This is where you wanna track your portfolio ongoingly, okay? Because property investing is not an event, a one-off event where you find the best property in the best hotspot and then you're done. No, especially if you're trying to build a property portfolio fast, you need to track your portfolio, okay? So what I mean by that, again, is if you look at a property for say, $500,000, price equals $500,000, okay? You want to track to see, well, okay, in 12 months time or two years time, whatever the case is, has it risen in value, okay? So maybe is it now worth, say, $650,000? Great, okay? Now, uh, and have rents have risen? So then you can go back to the bank and check your borrowing capacity and see if you can tap into a good chunk of this to go and buy investment property number two. Okay, but you need to be tracking your portfolio at least on an annual basis, and that's what we do with our clients, okay, so that you're not missing out on opportunities, so you can build your property portfolio fast, all right? We, for example, one of our clients, we bought them a property, property number one, they paid around about $435,000, okay? 18 months later, when we got it revalued by the bank, the bank valued it at $610 thousand dollars okay a significant uplift in, in equity rents had risen like 
50 or 60 bucks as, as, as well, okay? So with the increase in equity plus the increase in, in rents, they had the borrowing capacity to then go and buy property number two. And now they've got two properties in the market and we're gonna keep tracking them. And when they're ready to, to go again, we're gonna use the equity in those two properties to buy number three, all right? So there you go. The five steps you need to follow if you're a property investing beginner, you're just starting out and you want to build a property portfolio fast. Hi, it's Nero here again, and thanks so much for listening. If you like what you heard and you're looking for a full blueprint on how to invest in property to gain a passive income, then go to Nero Book, that's N-I-R-O Book, B-O-O-K, go to nerobook.com.au to get a free copy of my book, Wake Up Wealthier, How to Build a Property Portfolio That Pays You an Income each and every month. Now, I used to sell this book for $47, but for a limited time, I'm giving you both the digital version and the audio version totally for free. Now, the reason I'm doing that is because I wanna give more people a chance to get this information. Plus, I also know that a certain number of you, when you go through the book, will like what you see and you'll reach out um, to find out more about our future services. But even if you don't, that's okay because the book itself is a full blueprint about how to build a property portfolio that pays your passive income, even if you've never invested before. So if that's what you want, then go to nerobook.com.au to get your free version of the book while you still can.